All right, y'all, before we start, because some of y'all be tripping, under the advice of counsel, I got to add that the views, thoughts, opinions that are expressed on this podcast are mine and mine alone. They do not represent my employer. All right, let's go. We are back. All right. Now, y'all know I will be crazy as hell if I did not speak on the incident that happened at Westfield High School this past week. For listeners who are not familiar with what happened, listen to this clip. Well, an assistant principal at Westfield High School in Spring ISD beaten up so badly at school, she had to be rushed to the hospital. That is according to her family. Uh, Tonight, other staff members are coming forward saying this is not the first time faculty have been injured by students on the job. They fear it will not be the last. KPRC2's Devin Clark is outside Westfield High School with that part of the story all new at 10. I did speak to that now injured assistant principal's family today who says she was attacked for no reason while trying to break up a fight. Now in a hospital, hardly able to talk. Meanwhile, other faculty here at Westfield High School sounding off about what they say is a history of violence and little being done to stop it. It broke my heart. It makes me want to cry. This Westfield High School teacher asked not to be identified out of fear of retaliation from Spring ISD. Still, she says she felt compelled to speak out after the assistant principal here suffered a brutal beatdown while trying to break up a fight. Three or four other kids jump in on her and just pummel her to the ground and they are kicking her and pulling her hair. The assistant principal had to be rushed to the hospital. She loves those kids. She is the nicest person. And she's the best administrator that we have at Westfield High School. Spring ISD released a statement that partly reads, quote, all students involved in the altercation will be subject to the full extent of disciplinary action available. We take these issues very seriously as the safety of our students and staff is our highest priority. There will be no tolerance for any altercations or disruptions to learning, end quote. But this teacher says that simply isn't true. When you call for help to the front office, it's nobody ever shows up. Adding the entire campus only has two officers. We don't feel safe. Faculty don't feel safe and parents, if the parents knew how unsafe the inside of the school is, they would be upset. We're not really sure how long the assistant principal is going to have to stay in the hospital. Her father says she's suffering from excruciating head pain that will need to be constantly monitored. She's also going to need a CAT scan. Now, if you have not seen the video or heard the discussion, it is all over social media. I posted about it on my IG and my TikTok, and y'all, the video was bad. It was gruesome. There were many topics that came from the incident, but there was one in particular that I want to talk about, and it came from a video that I made on TikTok yesterday. So on that video I made on TikTok yesterday, I mentioned that schools like this, when demographics come into play, need the presence of a strong black male leader. I also mentioned that prior to this principle they have now, they had a strong black male leader. He was, as most often are, removed over some bullshit. Now, they hire these black men for a reason, a very obvious reason. But when they do what needs to be done and they handle up on business and it makes it look bad for the district and the business that is kids, then they got to get them out of there. 
I talked to him yesterday and he has told me that I could share his story, but I'd rather him do it. And he promised me that he was going to come on. So I want y'all to hear his perspective from his side. But he has moved on to a place that is better for him, where him and his knowledge and his experience are valued. So big ups to him. Anyway, when I mentioned in this video that this school needed a strong black male leader or presence, in true fashion, here come the clueless folks that refuse to listen, saying color doesn't make a good leader. It's not all about color, race, blah, blah, blah. Y'all know the y'all know the narrative. The refusal to listen for understanding and not to respond is wild on social media. The refusal to listen to black teachers when they are talking is wild on social media. Folks love to say it's not always about race, but sometimes it just is. Yes, there are many people who are capable of being great leaders. I absolutely believe that. But when it comes to certain demographics, the history of those communities, and a million other things, putting a person in charge that students can relate to cuts out on a lot of problems. I ain't saying that it totally erases the problems. I'm saying that it cuts down on them. Folks do not like conversations that don't center them and their ability to be great. We see a lot of whataboutisms show up in the comment section of many people's videos because I guess that is easier than just listening. All right, now I would not be me if I did not hit y'all with some uncomfortable truths, but here I go about to be me. Districts and school boards really do not have issues putting us in schools that are mainly populated by us. That is no shocker. If you know, you know. Now we are seeing, and it has been for a minute now, that some of these districts, and I can only speak for the greater Houston area, who have been traditionally not very diverse, but now, because times are changing and more and more of my cousins are moving in and they realize that what I'm talking about is important, they are starting to give black educators more leadership roles. They're giving black men more leadership roles. Now, is it to make the district web pages look good and equitable? Hell yeah, but that's another story. But even with the leadership roles that they are given at these diverse schools, they are still not good enough to be the leaders. They are good enough to be the assistants or, if they're lucky enough, even associates. Now, I've talked about this before, and folks are like, maybe they don't have the credentials. Like, what? Are y'all mad? Many of these black men are over-credentialed. They are over-qualified. Hell, sometimes even more credentialed and qualified than the leaders that they have to answer to. But what did I say yesterday? Some of these good old boy networks just cannot let go of their traditions and their values and give black men the power like that. Mm -mm, nah, they ain't going to do that. So it's starting to change, though, because uh, Katie, man, I looked and they have two black men, two doctors of education on one campus together. I never thought I would see the day a principal and an assistant principal of color, men, PhDs, EDs, like color me shocked for real. Now, back to the video I made yesterday, I briefly explained what years of research has shown and taught educators about the importance of black male presence and black male leadership in public schools. Now, I was going to say these talking points for a later conversation that I want to have with y'all about how many behavior teachers are black and male. And I'm talking about a huge percentage in certain districts that are diverse, but I'll hit them now because they still apply to this conversation. Now, before I start this conversation, this is not the time for educators to talk about their teacher experiences with black male leadership that they feel weren't good. We are talking about how their presence and their leadership often curves some of the bullshit that we see in students. All right, let's go. The teaching profession is still largely dominated by white women. And as such, black male educators are underrepresented in the field. But in the area of leadership, black men are grossly underrepresented. Black male leaders and black male educators are important. Black male leadership is crucial, and there are several reasons why. Uh, first, representation and role modeling. 
Black male leaders can serve as important role models for black students, particularly those who may not have positive male role models in their lives. Seeing somebody every day who looks like them in a position of authority and leadership can be empowering and motivating for them. Second, cultural competence. Black male leaders may have a deeper understanding of the cultural experiences and challenges that are faced by black students, and particularly those that are from low income and marginalized communities. This understanding helps them become better, um, helps them better connect with and support their students. The third is disciplinary disparities. Y'all, we are going to get into this so much on, on this show. But black students, particularly black boys, are often disproportionately disciplined and suspended from school, which can contribute to the school to prison pipeline. Y'all hate when we say that, but the shit is real. Black male leaders may be better equipped to handle these situations and work with students to address behavioral issues without resorting to exclusionary disciplinary practices. Uh, next, we got empathy and understanding. Black male leaders may have unique perspectives and empathy for their students as they may have faced similar challenges and experiences growing up themselves. This understanding can help them better connect with and support their students, again, particularly those who may be struggling academically or behaviorally. Last, there's a desire to make a difference. Many black male leaders are motivated by a desire to give back to their communities and make a positive difference in the lives of their students. This sense of purpose and dedication can be a powerful force for change in the educational system. Y'all do not hear us when we say, y'all got to listen to us. Y'all just got to come in the room, sit down, and be quiet and listen. Listen to the research. The research is going to always outweigh your thoughts and your feelings. Now, there are several reasons why it is important for educators to listen when black teachers are talking about the issues that impact black students. Let's get into some of those. All right. So first, black teachers bring a unique perspective. We have personal experiences and insight into the challenges that black students face in the education system. We can offer valuable perspectives on how to support the students in the classroom. Then we got to get into addressing the racial disparities. Black students often face systemic and institutional barriers that can impact their academic success. Black teachers can provide valuable insights into how to address these disparities and promote equity in the classroom. Then we got to get into fostering cultural competency. That's the big one, y'all. Listening to black teachers can help educators develop cultural competency and sensitivity to the diverse backgrounds and experiences of their students. This can help create a more inclusive and supportive learning environment for all students. We got to build trust and rapport by listening to black teachers. Educators can build trust and rapport with their students and their families. This can help create a positive classroom culture and promote student engagement and achievement. Now, so many of y'all be like, well, what can I do? What can I do? How can I help? I want to be a better teacher to my students of color. Let's get into creating effective strategies. When black teachers talk, we can provide y'all with insights into effective teaching strategies that are culturally relevant and responsive to the needs of black students. This can help to improve student outcomes and academic achievement. Now, one that's in the news, y'all, I think everybody's tripping about is this whole CRT and everything is not CRT, but it's so important for educators of students of color to talk about listening to us because we have the insight on advancing social justices. Listening to black teachers is a step towards advancing social justice in education. It can help to promote equity and create opportunities for all students to succeed regardless of their race or background. If you are serious about doing the work, listening to black teachers is crucial for creating an inclusive, equitable, and supportive learning environment that promotes the academic success and well-being of all students. 
Now, moving forward, y'all, it is so important that when black teachers are talking about issues that impact black students or in, impact students of color, y'all got to listen. I, I know I understand the urge to be censored. I understand the urge to um, fit in the circle and give your share to your lived experience, but your lived experiences are not the lived experiences of our students. Again, anybody is capable of being a great leader. A lot of people are capable of being great leaders, but we talk about disciplinary issues in school, academic disparities in schools, sometimes, and depending on the demographics of the community and the neighborhood, black leadership, black male leadership is needed. Guys, it's just it's just the harsh reality that a lot of y'all don't want to face, but you got to you got to face it. Anyway, uh, I promise y'all that I would get y'all out of here on time. So let me stick to my word. Uh, trust me that this conversation is not over. We will revisit it. And when we do, we're going to have black male leaders on here to give us their perspective. All right. So uh, my flowers for today. Um, I want to give my flowers for today to uh, the former principal of Westfield High School, a good, good, good friend of mine. Um, Y'all, this man, his classroom was across the hall from me when I was teaching at Albert Thomas Middle School, um, my first year teaching. And he was probably, will remain one of the best black male math teachers ever. I have seen some of the school's most notorious disciplinary problems as far as black male students, Hispanic male students, get in his classroom, sit down at full attention and learn algebra and learn geometry. And, um, Man, he always had the highest test scores. Like, we were always looked at for test scores anyway because they were like, how the hell are y'all over there outscoring the, the Pin Oaks and the, and the other junior highs in the area? But, man, he, he and another um, black male educator that's now an attorney were over there kicking ass and taking names as far as those math scores were concerned. But um, I always knew he was going to be an amazing leader because his presence just commanded such. So I want to give a shout-out to him because he is one of the – very people that taught me how to find my voice, find my voice as an educator, find my voice as a strong black woman in education. And um, I want to dedicate this show to him. So shout out to him. He promised me that he's going to come on to talk about his experiences. So uh, hopefully he will do that soon. Um, but again, guys, that's it. I hope y'all enjoyed the show. I promise y'all I'll get y'all out here on time. So I want to make sure that we stick to that. I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing week. Um, don't forget to follow me on TikTok. TikTok at Ridgemont Forest Finest. Follow me on Instagram at Ridgemont Forest underscore Finest to keep up with everything else that's going to be happening this week in case we miss something. All right, it's been real. Talk to y'all next week. This podcast was made possible by producer extraordinaire D. Francis at the legendary Lab 7 Studios in Mo City, Texas.